0: Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. We're joined by our friend Kevin Hicks, who recently started a job as a regional agronomist with Earthworks after a long and successful career as a golf course superintendent in Idaho and Arizona. Kevin's going to be talking to us about the personal transition he is making, and he's also going to be talking about soil management and the work he'll now be doing with Earthworks. We hope you enjoy the podcast, and we know that you're going to learn a lot from hearing Kevin's story and learning about the work he's doing now. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on the new job. How are things going so far, and what is life like now for you compared to when you were superintendent?
1: Well, uh, it couldn't be more different, Uh, Well. Keeping in the same industry is definitely a, a different experience, and, and thank you for the uh, congratulations. It's exciting, you know, that at my age, it's exciting to start something totally new because I I, uh, I, I always like learning new methods and new ideas, and, and uh, I'm getting a lot of that right now.
0: Explain what you're going to be doing in your job. You have the title of regional agronomist. Explain what that means and how you're going to help superintendents in your part of the country.
1: Yeah, I, I have probably one of the smaller regions. Uh, just covering everything, uh, draw a line from Canada down through Colorado and south. Uh, my counterpart, Kirk Kastner, covers Texas and uh, a little bit of New Mexico and then through the central Midwest. But uh, basically I, I've got every, every western state and a couple of western provinces, provinces that we'll be, uh, be trying to not only build relationships, but uh, bolster the ones that we have.
0: Dang, that's a really uh, scenic area. What trips excite you?
1: Well, it's funny how it's worked out. We've uh, we've aligned ourselves with a, a, a pretty big Western player in the distributorship world. Um, and interestingly, it, it's funny how your career takes you in paths that maybe you don't you don't see the you don't see the purpose or the or the meaning behind it. But as I started calling on some of our, our new distributors, I'm, I'm building a lot of the business.
0: tell people that superintendents have skills that can apply to almost every job out there. I know you're in the early stages of this, but how are you able to apply the skills that you developed maintaining a golf course and managing a crew into this job?
1: Well, as anybody who's, who's done it, managing a golf course is like juggling about 14 balls at any given time. And, and uh, while it's very, very different, uh, that, that I guess, that skill, if it, if it is a skill um is definitely transferable for me. Just trying to trying to manage my day. It's a, it's a completely different schedule. That's that's been the biggest change for me, though.
0: What do you mean by a completely different schedule? Just compare and contrast it.
1: Well, I think my wife's comment is probably the best uh, best way to summarize it. She said, you know, I, I think you're actually home more now, even though I'm traveling quite a bit, than I ever was at the golf course I worked for that was three and a half miles away from home. So. Um, you know, the, the, the demand on daily schedule is different, but when I'm on the road, when I'm, when I'm on a plane and, and traveling somewhere, you know, it's, it's, it's a longer day than I expected. Uh, by the time you get morning meetings, afternoon meetings, some, some trips to golf courses, and then dinner with somebody, and, and, you know, you kind of crash into bed about 10 o'clock. So four or five days of that in a row are, are pretty exhausting, more, more so than I ever gave it credit before I, uh, before I came to the sales side.
0: How much time are you going to be spending with superintendents and the end users, and how much of your time are you going to be spending with the distributors?
1: I'm guessing that's going to change over time. Right now, I'm spending a lot of time with distributors because, as I said, my my uh, uh, portfolio, if you want to call it that, the the, the distributors I'm calling on. Um, uh, the the major one is is a new market for us and a, and a new distributorship. So we're kind of building everything from the ground up and and trying to trying to help. Uh, the distributor reps with with product understanding and going through some of the products how we can help superintendents so there's a lot of groundwork that's being uh, laid right now and i think as, as time goes on and, and quite frankly this time of year it's pretty tough to to uh, visit golf courses besides just stopping in and checking people's offices out um at least in the northern regions uh, Gives me a good excuse to go down and call on my customers and Phoenix this time of year, though.
0: In your superintendent days, how much time did you spend with distributors and the representatives from the industry companies?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've I've been fortunate through my career to be a pretty high profile properties, um, so naturally, you know, everybody would want to get get some time with me. And and I had one rule, and I'm trying to I'm trying to live by that now. That I'm that I'm. Uh, on the other side of the desk, but my rule was if somebody called and set up an appointment with me, regardless of whether I did business or had any interest in doing business. I always, I was honored those appointments. So uh, typically a couple, three a week maybe was, was the most I saw. The advantage I had is I was in a tough place to get to. So, so we weren't on a thoroughfare where a lot of a lot of distributor reps were, were stopping by all the time.
0: How do you think your experience as a superintendent is going to help you in this job you're kind of on going to be on the other side of these conversations but how do you think those interactions you had in the past are going to help you now
1: first and foremost i've lived it you know i, I, I don't think if, if you haven't lived it it's it's a tougher thing to relate with superintendents and the and the challenges that they have from
0: Quite a last year for our listeners that don't know. Just tell them how you landed at Earthworks and some of the things that have happened to you recently.
1: Like a lot of guys know, and, I, and I've got a great network of friends and, and uh, people that I know in the industry. And um, I have been at the Lane Resort for the past 14 years, and uh, that relationship. I guess the best way to say it. My wife asked me, what, "What do I tell her friends?" And I said, "Well, just tell them that, that the ownership and I grew apart. We weren't seeing eye to eye anymore, and so uh, the exit strategy was laid. and And that gave me some time to kind of think about what you know what was next. I I, uh, I turned fifty this winter, and and you know that, as a lot of guys will say, is kind of the bewitching hour of, of, of careers. And so I think it was an opportunity for me to assess what I wanted to do uh, in phase two of my career. And that's kind of how I got to where I am.
0: What intrigued you about Earthworks? What about their corporate philosophy and the opportunity attracted you to them?
1: First and foremost, I'm a soils guy, and and uh, as a result, I, I've worked, worked with, and been a customer of Joel Simmons and, and Earthworks for the better part of 25 years. Uh, we met uh, we met when I was at a golf course in Phoenix, and uh, I was introduced. To him by our agronomist at the time, uh, Dave Wilbur, and uh, we hit it off right away, and have, have used his products and, and uh, um, you know utilized the, the soil testing lab that, that we have at our at our disposal, and, and so it was a good fit for me philosophically, but also uh, you know the, the company is is real, it's a it's a small family, um, and they're and they're in it for the right reasons, and so you know we. Uh, I called him. He was one of the first calls I made when I when I left the resort and said, "Hey, I'm as I said on Twitter, I'm a free agent." And he said, uh, "He said, don't don't make any decisions until we talk on Monday." So it was a, it was it was kind of meant to be, and I'm I'm really excited to be where I'm at now.
0: You just used an interesting term. You called yourself a soils guy. In your own words, what does that mean?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, I'm 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 constantly striving to build the healthiest, most, uh, most active soil system that I can because in the end, it makes our jobs a whole lot easier. Uh, it levels out the peaks and valleys during the course of the year. And, uh, and quite honestly, if I can kind of check that box and, and, and you know, ease some of the stress of, of uh, day-to-day turf management through fertility and balancing soils, then, then that's, I guess, in a nutshell what it means to me. Um, and that's what I'm hoping to hoping to help people with is, is uh, you know getting getting to the point where some of this stuff is not such a mystery number one and and number two if we can make a superintendent or, or a turf manager's job just a little bit easier then, then I feel like I've accomplished my
0: goals were you always fascinated by soil science or was that a fascination that developed as your career involved
1: I think it developed over time I think in the back of my mind I knew there was to it, but I, I, worked for, I worked for some pretty sharp people early on. Um, John Selinski hired me uh, out of college down in the desert and uh, taught me a ton. Um, you know, he had learned from some, some very sharp guys before him, and uh, it just seemed like a natural fit, and it made a lot of sense to me. So it, it was uh, hit the books all over again sort
0: of thing. How fortunate are you to have that experience in the desert, and you've also worked in the temperate climate of Idaho. I really think that that's going to help you as you move forward, having some experience with the different type of soils you're going to see in your vast region.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it helps. You know, it, it's it's tough for a guy who's never been out of the Pacific Northwest to to fly into Phoenix and tell somebody how to how to do their job or how how they you know how they propose to help them if they've never had that experience. I've, I've been I've been lucky. Maybe some of it was planning, but I think some of it was just you know dumb luck on my part to, to, to get some of the varied experiences I have, uh, you know, the Midwest and through Colorado and Arizona and uh, a couple of stops in Idaho. It's, it's, it's a pretty varied set of experiences and hopefully I can draw on some of that and, and help others.
0: When you were working as a superintendent, did you and your peers talk a lot about soil? Do you find like this is a part of the business that a lot of people are fascinated with and want more knowledge about?
1: Uh, you know, you find your you, you find like minded people along the way, and I think those those of us that that think this way and there's there's really a couple of camps right now. But but you know, it, it's sure a lot easier to have discussions like that with like minded people, and there's plenty of them. So we, you know, we would tend to talk about it. But like I said, there's lots of philosophies, and and there's a lot of guys that do it do it very differently from from each other, and and still reach the same level of success.
0: Whether it's speaking like we are taking pictures writing using social media you're an excellent communicator and you d- you've done that very well over the course of your career how do you think that's going to help you in the new job
1: I think it fits perfectly um, a lot of what I'm doing now is, is just that from you know from presentations in front of groups to uh, writing writing soil recommendations to just just uh, you know meeting with and, and trying to help superintendents and, and turf managers in general I, I think it all it all fits really well
0: you've done an outstanding job of using social media throughout your career. How are you going to be able to use it in your new role? Is it going to be kind of an educational tool for you now? I hope
1: so. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take a pretty active role with the company and their social media site just because I realize what a powerful tool it is. And, and we're, I'm probably leading myself into the next conversation, but we're, you know, we're really going to focus on that uh, at Earthworks to, to try to, Try to meet the needs of, of, uh, of turf managers throughout the country, and and uh, but it's something that I feel pretty passionate about because, quite frankly, I think it's it's done a lot for me in my career, and 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 certainly, uh, you know, certainly it's a it's a great uh, great tool to learn to communicate with, and and uh, with with three boys, you know, one only needs to watch those those characters for for a little while to realize that. Anything they're learning now is on social media or YouTube, and so we're really going to focus our efforts on that at Earthworks in the next couple of years to try to try to be a, a real go-to source for for information.
0: When you were going through your transition last year, you used social media to put the word out there. How, how did that help you? Tell our listeners a little bit about why you did that, and you kind of explained it when you wrote the Turf Heads article for us, but for people that didn't read that article, explain how social media kind of helped you through a transition period in your career.
1: Yeah, it it was what I called, I think, in the article a calculated risk, but Twitter in particular has become such a great venue for superintendents to kind of share the uh, day-to-day successes and failures, trials and tribulations, whatever you want to call them, And, and and I think we've all learned through it and and a lot of us have grown pretty close whether or not we're you know we're we're Twitter friends, as my wife calls it our friend friends. <laughs> but uh, I thought with three thousand some odd followers, that, who knows I've certainly learned through through the course of my career that you never know who you know because um, the, the network is pretty small when you really boil it down. And so my my notion was if I, if I if we're all, under the, uh, under the uh, full disclosure type of mentality, then, then why not talk about this, too? Because it, it happens to a lot of us, um, where we suddenly find ourselves as free agents. And it, it panned out. Did it necessarily lead me to Earthworks? I don't know, but it, but it definitely helped. And, and the support that I got from, from folks that I've gotten to know through social media was, was really, really helpful. And that um, I'm always I'll always be real thankful for that.
0: You kind of stole my next question. You mentioned you got a lot of support. Did you expect to receive that type of support when you put some of the stuff out there that you did?
1: I don't know that I expected it, but I didn't realize how much I needed it, um, and and it and it really made the difference between it's real easy for somebody in in that situation to fall into some level of depression and and feel sorry for themselves, but. Uh, it was a it was a tremendously powerful pick me up for me and 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 certainly my family too, so that that helped and and they were really supportive. it wasn't uh, I wasn't completely blindsided by the by the events. I kind of saw it coming uh, in advance and so I was somewhat mentally prepared, but when it actually happens, it's a totally different ball game and anybody that's been through, it, it's probably nodding their head right now because it is. it's uh, you know you go through the whole gamut of emotions and and why, and what did I do wrong? And, you know, in the end, sometimes you don't do anything wrong. It's just, it's just what it is. Uh, but but that support really, really helped me.
0: Have you thought about the magnitude of what awaits this year and next year and even beyond, instead of just working on one golf course every day, you're going to have a chance to help maybe hundreds, if not thousands of golf courses. What type of opportunity is that going to be?
1: I don't know that I'm fully aware of this of the potential of that but i, I am excited about it in fact uh, you know I, I joked with a friend of mine that that in my in my brief time of free agency i think i i got out and saw more golf courses even in just my my local area than i had probably seen in five years and that was that was not only refreshing but very educational and, and I'm, I'm excited for what i'm going to learn and i'm excited how i can hopefully of really, really neat golf. There's a ton of neat golf courses that I'm excited just to see um, and, and hopefully learn a little bit along the way.
0: What tools does Earthworks have available that can help superintendents manage their soils? What solutions are there out there right now provided by Earthworks?
1: I think a couple of things. Number one, obviously, we've, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say we have, we have some of the highest quality products in the market, uh, especially on the carbon-based fertility side of things. Um, uh, but the, the supporting cast that we've got at our disposal, I think really sets us apart, uh, in the industry. We've got, we've got, uh, soil scientists and chemists that, that work behind the scenes with our, with our lab, uh, the lab that Logan Labs that we work with, uh, day in and day out and process tens of thousands of, of soil tests every year, uh, is, is top quality. Um, uh, we have, uh. Several, several folks that help us with formulations that are at the forefront of, of their areas of expertise. We've got a, uh, one of the directors of the Humic Product Trades Association, that, that uh, Lawrence Mayhew, that helps us with all of our humic formulations. Um, so we've we've got a great supporting cast. The office folks um, and my counterparts in the field, I think, are, are just dynamite folks, and it's and it's really a fun group to work
0: with. If a superintendent hasn't done a lot with his or her soils, what are some tips you recommend for them to, to get started in improving that part of their golf course?
1: Uh, from my perspective, get some carbon into the system so that, so that, uh, um, so that you can foster some biology because the, the biology that we all count on, whether we like to admit it or not, any, any applications of fertilizer, whether it's a, a synthetic or an organic, uh, require biological breakdown and uh, you know without without that carbon base you're you're really not creating very effective homes for those for those uh... Um, microorganisms so that that's kind of step one for us is always looking at the carbon
0: side of things where can someone who doesn't know a lot about soil go to learn more about it what resources are out there offered by earthworks or some of the universities
1: uh... well our company offers uh, offers quite a bit of information on our website, which is earthworks dot com. Uh, we've also got a Facebook page. Uh, you can find us at Earthworks Natural Organic Products. We're on Twitter at Earthworks Turf is our Twitter handle. And uh, one thing I'm really excited about I kind of alluded to it earlier. We're we're building a, a, a YouTube channel that will be just a just a series of of shorts. Uh, two to three minute videos, everything from product information how to use our products uh, to you know interpreting soil tests, maybe one nutrient at a time um, to just just highlighting maybe some of our customers and their successes and, and things that that other golf course superintendents could could benefit from. Uh, so we're really excited about that and and focusing quite a bit of attention on that at this point so it's it's uh, it's neat to see that we're trying to meet needs uh, of, of turf managers in, in new and different ways.
0: And, oh, by the way, we have a big trade show coming up. What plans does Earthworks have for GIS and where can everybody find you guys? You're easy to find because you're so tall, but where can people find Earthworks at GIS?
1: Yeah, we're we're definitely going to be there and, and uh, you know, hoping to meet with, uh, it's always kind of mayhem and, I, you know, again, being on the other side of it for so long, I, I would wander around and, like you said, I'm, I'm I'm taller than average, so people, uh, people tend to find me, and, and be, I think this will be a kind of a refreshing change to just be in one booth and let them come to me instead of walking 50 miles a day. So, uh, but looking forward to meeting up with, with, with folks that I haven't seen in a while and, and uh, hopefully make some new acquaintances along the way.
0: Have you thought about what it's going to be like going to GIS on the other side of things?
1: It'll be different from a couple of respects. Number one, like I said, I'll be in I'll be in one location rather than all over the place. Um, although I'll probably still try to wander around a little bit. And, and for the first time in gosh, it's got to be at least ten years. I'm I'm bringing at least part of my family down with me. So it'll be uh, it'll be kind of different from that respect as well. But but they're looking forward to it, and and it should be a, should be a fun
0: week. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for sharing. Your story, I know you've inspired, and you're going to help a lot of other superintendents, and we can't wait to see what type of work you do for Earthworks.
1: Well, I appreciate it, Guy, and thanks for your time, and, and I'm, I'm just really excited to, to get out there and, and uh, you know spread the word about, about a philosophy that I know works really well and, and certainly can help uh, superintendents make their lives a little easier.